Your attention, please. The Thunder Mesa Limited, now leaving for a grand circle tour through the realms of Imagineering, Model Railroading, and Disney Trains. All passengers, board! Howdy folks, welcome aboard the Thunder Mesa Limited. I'm your host Dave Me coming to you from Thunder Mesa Studio in historic Jerome, Arizona. And this is the show where we talk to all kinds of creative folks from the worlds of model making, themed entertainment, trains, and Disney. We're back with Season 2, and this is Episode 1 of Season 2, and today we are talking with Jason Jensen of Jason Jensen Trains. Jason is a skilled and imaginative maker of models working in multiple scales, and much like myself, he has his own YouTube channel where you can follow along in his amazing projects and learn some great new techniques. We'll be talking with Jason about all of that and more right after this important word from our sponsor. This episode brought to you by the Western River Expedition Company. Up the creek without a paddle? No problem. At Western River Expedition Company, we still move freight and passengers the old-fashioned way, with slow, reliable steam power through the spectacular but treacherous canyons along the rivers of America. Thrill to the sights and sounds of an amazing frontier river expedition, where the journey is more important than the destination, especially since you might never get there. Heck, some folks have been waiting for the boat to arrive since way back in 71. That's the Western River Expedition Company. Catch us if you can at Fowler's Landing in Thunder Mesa. And now, please welcome to the program that model-making machine, Jason Jensen. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. I'm completely honored to be on your podcast oh man thanks Big for fan. Th- thanks for taking the time to uh to do this you know i know you're a busy guy so i appreciate you uh you coming on today sure oh yeah anytime now um, always love to talk about modeling <laughs> yeah me too yeah it seems like i spend all my time doing that these days as a matter of fact right. that's a good thing now you have some uh, you have some pretty mad skills. How did you uh, how did you first get started in uh, model making? Well, my grandfather introduced me to the hobby when I was real little, right. and he had a simple track plan. Uh, it was two four by eight sheets of plywood put end to end, and um, it was very simple. And when I was a little kid, I would just go into his basement and just sit there for hours watching those trains go round and round. And as I got older, he taught me how to put kits together, how to do some electrical work. Um, So really, he's the one that got me started in the hobby. That's fantastic. What was it? Was it like Lionel O scale or or HO? It was HO. It was was HO HO scale. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's great. Well, yeah. you know, because you've <clears throat> your 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 skills are developed to a very high level, so you, you've obviously been doing it uh, uh, for for a long time. So, and you're a young well, man, you know, you're not well, an old fart you. like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my background though is art, right. so I'm a my job is a freelance artist. So, uh, you know, I, I come at the hobby from an artistic point of view, right? So. 
you know, we have a lot in common that way. That's exactly what I do. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I defined myself as an artist for for years and years uh, growing up, um, all through college and early professional life. And then I learned later on that actually what I am is a maker. Uh, you know, right. I, I because I dabbled in all kinds of different things, any kind of creative thing that I can, you know, if I can take a, a cereal box and make it into something, you know, I would do that or yep. you know, it wasn't wasn't just drawing and painting or working on the computer sure. and doing all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's nice to meet a kindred spirit who's, <laughs> who's out there hustling like I am trying to do the same kind yep. of thing and doing some uh, um, really, really cool stuff. Now, Thanks. most of the people I know who live in Colorado model Colorado railroads. Yeah. Like, you know, the Denver and Rio Grande Western or, or Rio Grande Southern, you know, the narrow gauge standard, Colorado yep. Midland uh, standard gauge, that, that, that kind of stuff. But you don't. Um, I don't. You, <laughs> I, don't. I, think, I think that's a bold my, move. <laughs> it's all from my imagination. Right. It really is. I grew up in Iowa. Right. So uh, right on the Mississippi River. Uh, so I, I grew up, I did see a lot of trains. Mm -hmm. A lot of trains right. went through there. Uh, but I don't model any of that stuff. Right. Um, it's kind of an yeah. eastern, you know, almost a, a northeast waterfront type of deal yeah. you've got going in yeah. the show, right? And it's funny because I really haven't spent much time on the uh, northeast. <laughs> so, well, shh. I won't tell anybody, you know, it yeah. looks, you know, it looks solid. You're doing a great job. Um, you know, growing up in Iowa uh, and being an artist, mm -hmm. I just, I couldn't wait to get out of there because there was nothing for me in Iowa. So yeah. um, at the time I thought the only place to go would be California. So right. actually after I graduated from high school, I drove to California and moved there mm -hmm. and, uh, I went, I started going to college at Orange Coast College. Are you and, kidding me? I went to yeah. Orange Coast College. <laughs> I, I went to Orange Coast College for two it, years. I yeah. didn't even make it an entire semester. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I was going to school and I put together a portfolio and I went to um, a model airplane company and Ooh. showed them my portfolio and applied for a job. And they hired me, so I just never went back to college. <laughs> I, I had yeah. a similar experience. I was going to OCC, and then I met a girl, and she was going to UC Santa Cruz. So I said, well, you know, I'll take my credits. We'll go up there. And I started. But then I got a job uh, working with a freelancer who was working for this licensing agency up in San Francisco. And I never looked back. It's like, oh, cool. Well, I can do this. And. I, you know, I'm 22. I know everything. So <laughs> I don't need any more education. Believe me, I got more education, but not necessarily uh, college. So we have very similar uh, career tracks in the past. Now, what year was this you were at OCC? Um, early 90s. Okay. So that was 10 years after that I was there. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm an old Yeah, player. 91, 91, mm -hmm. I believe. Okay. Yeah, that's almost exactly 10 years after I was at uh, OCC. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, I, had, I, mean, I had an animation I, teacher I had, there. I had so much fun at that model airplane company. Yeah. Um, my job was producing all of the decals. Oh. And back then, everything had to be hand-drawn. Right. It had to be taken into a dark room, 
photographed, put onto a silk screen. Mm -hmm. I hand printed everything. Wow. Had to put registration marks on there to get all the colors lined up. And uh, so, man, the whole job now can be done on the computer in (laughs) half the time. It, but, but I learned a lot. Yeah, I really did. Yeah, it's amazing we haven't spoken before because I have so similar experience. You know, I went. I learned uh, to do graphic design. Uh-huh. Same kind of thing. You know, everything yep. was hand drawn. I used to use a ruling pen and rapidographs, and you know, and did you know uh-huh. hand built fonts and all this kind of stuff, and and photostats and paste ups with real paste and paper and those would be photographed and we would print from that. And it's like, and, and, you know, I learned all of those skills and immediately (laughs) after getting out of school, all of those skills became, because the Mac came out and all of those skills became obsolete within, you know, five, 10 years. Anyway, well, that's fun. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, you know, it's, you gotta, you gotta keep learning. You got to keep moving. It's cool to have that knowledge, though. Um, It is. I I think it's gotten me where I am today, for sure. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it. it, it, uh, You know, you learn to enjoy working with the physical materials. And I always tell people this when they come to the studio. I point out, you notice there is not a computer in here, because that work I do at my office. At home, okay. when you get up here, this is all, you know, I work with my hands, everything, which yeah. is kind of inconvenient sometimes because I print stuff off the computer. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it's only eight minutes away. So anyway, but, you know, it's like it, you get that uh, that experience of working with tools and working with your hands and, and learning how to make stuff, you know, is, is really important. Yeah. But tell us a little bit about the layout. It's, uh, it's HO scale, right? Yep. Yep. About what size is it? I mean, how much how much real estate um, does it take up? Uh, uh, Thirteen feet by fifteen feet. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's just evolving. Uh, I never. I'm not good at having a track plan. Yeah. It just it just evolves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, this I, is I can my get third that. layout, and my first layout was all track. It just tons of switching. Um, it left very little room for structures or scenery. Right. I got bored with it very quickly. So I tore it down. I started over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second was all mountains. It was all rock work. It was half the track. Well, then I discovered my love of kit building right. and, you know, building structures. So, yeah. again, I didn't have much room four structures on that layout. So again, I tore it down and <laughs> started this layout. In this layout, I went and saw the Franklin and South Manchester. Uh, George Celios. George's yeah. layout. Yeah. Saw it in person. Mm-hmm. And I immediately got home and started my current layout. <laughs> I just, right. I was just so amazed mm-hmm. by his work right um yeah so um this one is really based on the love of structures mm-hmm. and so uh, the track work sort of goes in between the structures and uh but yeah so it's a very very simple track plan yeah. very simple <laughs> well that's what i do i like to draw really elaborate track plans and then i and then i don't use them yeah, you know, I, I use that's like a starting point, 
But then uh-huh. I th- you know, once you start working in three dimensions, you think of different things. You go, oh, well, this will fit here, and I can put this here, and this, you know, it's, it starts yeah. to come together in a different way, a more g- organic way. Uh-huh. So what's the era that you're modeling? Is it the 1930s or 40s? Yeah, or? 30s, uh, during the Great Depression. Yeah. Lots so. of great, interesting texture and stuff to work with. There. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But it's so, I, I would almost call it fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm creating mini pictures, mini paintings uh, with the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's loosely based <laughs> in that time period. So you start with a theme and then just kind of go off and, and create the, the, the scenes that you want to make. And that, you know, that's exactly what I do. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that, yep. I love that kind of freelancing. You know, that's, that's uh-huh. does, does the railroad have a name? Uh, yeah, it's actually named after my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was Francis Marne. So it's the Francis Marne and Southern Railroad. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yep. Cool. And uh, uh, you build a lot of kits. You mentioned you, you like the ones from FOS uh, uh, scale models a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Those are cool. But uh, I hate to say it, it probably is my favorite, but yeah. I just, I like, I mean, I have. Carolina Craftsman Kits, KC Workshop, um, and on and on. I just love building kits. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to change them. I cannot build a kit right. anymore straight out of the box. I just have to make it look unique for right. my layout. Right. So now when I started, that was not the way. I tried to make it exactly like the picture on the box. Right. Right. Um, but then as I as my skills developed, um, you know, now I, I definitely changed them up. Right. Right. So. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I can't I can't build. I have a hard time with kits, to be honest. And it's because yeah. uh, I, I just, you know, it's like, oh, I wouldn't do it that way. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Look at that. No, I've changed this. And yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I enjoy starting from, you know scratch and just yeah. coming up with yep. something but yeah i love to to kit bash and change things up um, you know I, I think you're much like our good friend james powell who just loves scratch building yeah yeah loves it and he'll That's, take a kit and just completely rearrange it. you'll never recognize it <laughs> so. right. well you know and i don't want the stuff on my layout to look like stuff on everybody else's layout and i'll tell exactly. you a secret a lot of people you know they see the builds that i do and they say oh dave is that going to be a kit are you going to do a kit of that building and i'll say maybe but, yeah. Yeah, but probably not because i don't want to see it on everybody else's layout you know yeah exactly um, sure. We'll do something different that you can yep. have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. you won't Period. see. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, you know, ironic. I don't really like building kits because I design kits and, you know, sell kits and sure. stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I would much rather just have a, ba- a, you know, a box full of wood. And what's your favorite yeah. material to work with? You like uh, working with wood or styrene or? A wood. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely wood. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Now, um, as you know, I have two layouts. I have an yes, HO I was going to ask you. <laughs> I wore my Star Wars shirt in your honor today because of this. Yes. The one eighteenth scale uh, layout, and now that I definitely get more into the styrene mm-hmm. on that layout. But right for HO, definitely would. 
Yeah, tell us about this this one eighteenth G scale sort of sci fi fantasy layout because I saw that and I, and I was just like, oh, that is that's cool. As we used to say in Southern California, that's bitching, man. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And what I love about it <clears throat> so much is your use of found objects. You know, you'll find like a coffee can or a piece of PVC or, you know, or, or yeah. just something out of the trash or part of a toy. Or, and you'll, you know, you'll paint it up, you'll rust it up, you'll glue it on there. And it'll look fantastic, which is amazing. <laughs> oh, you know, which is, it's a way of being able to look at things, uh, you know, and seeing their uses. Round stuff is always, you know, we all, as all makers know, round stuff is very you save all the round things because yep, you can always yep. do something with those. It's so funny because my wife saves everything for me now. Yeah. I'll go upstairs and next to the <laughs> sink, there's all these containers sitting there drying because mm -hmm. she's washed them. She scrubbed them all. And so all these containers sitting next to the sink drying and they're all for me. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> you know, it started because, I'm a collector and right. I've collected my entire life ever since I was a little kid. Um, all the original star Wars toys. Um, I have them all. I have all wow. the boxes that they came in. The old, Ken, kept, the old Kenner toys. Yes. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So I wanted a way to display them. Mm -hmm. So sort of my, I combined my love of model trains uh, with all those toys. Now, all those toys, the action figures are three and three quarters of an inch tall. Right. So G scale was the closest thing mm. I could come up with to fit that scale. Right. Right. So, yeah. So close. I believe close enough. Uh, yeah. Is it three inches or four inches for G scale figures? Uh, let's see. Uh, Maybe four inches? No, because, well, it or depends three. on which G-scale you mean. Okay. <laughs> 132nd, 124th, 120. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of variation there. Yeah. <clears throat> In G-scale, a lot, so. they use the six-foot rule. Yeah. If it looks good from six feet away, then uh, okay. then it's perfect. So, but I'm using <clears throat> O-scale track right. with G-scale equipment. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Well, that's so it's not yeah. quite as big as what it sounds, <laughs> but no, it's just a few shelves around a room in your basement, right? And, but yeah. it looks, it looks yeah. great. It's actually my theater room, uh -huh. um, so it, it's really cool to sit there and watch a movie with all of my to have it all lit up, you know? Right. Um, so that may be the it's nerdiest because the nerdiest on, thing i've ever heard and I, it's great on, on that layout <laughs> i definitely am into lighting all uh -huh. different yeah. blue light purple light you know anything to make it look futuristic right my ho scale layout zero lights i have no lights on there and really? i don't plan on having lights yeah. on there because the g scale layout is in a dark theater room mm -hmm. so the lights um, accent it right? right where right. my Joe scale layout it's in a very well lit room right. and I want people to see all of the detail and all the hours I spend on the structures and scenery you know I don't want to turn the lights off and have little lights <laughs> after I did all that work you want to be able to see it 
Well, you got to yeah. do what I do. You know, at the Thunder Mesa, it's like it, we transition from day to night. Yep. You know, there's the day scene, and then and then the night scene, and all the flickering lanterns come on, and you know, uh, fires I, in the fireplaces and stuff like. See, because I love that kind of stuff. Oh, I put yeah, I put it, lights in everything. You know, sometimes, sometimes I think I'm just building an elaborate lamp. Everything. What? <laughs> I said, so you have music and sound. I do. Also, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's sound oh. effects. Like you press buttons on the land. Animation, you know, you press a button and something will happen. Like the geyser will erupt or, you know, oh. things like that will happen. So, But that oh, goes I'm that goes back to, you know, the old Lionel, you know, sets, the O-scale sets where they'd have the, uh -huh. the animated uh, accessories and stuff. Thinking, oh, that's really cool. But I'd like to do it better. <laughs> I'd like to someday, make it look more realistic. Someday. It's yeah. on my bucket list to come see your layout for sure. You got an open invitation. Come by. Uh, well, thank you. Well, well. I can't wait. You know, because I'm such a huge Disney fan. Uh, I've been to Disneyland many times when yeah. I lived there. Yeah. I've been to Knott's Berry Farm many times. Um, just incredible. Oh. Um I can go to those theme parks and just walk around, not even get on a ride. Right. <laughs> just just walk around and study all of the structures right. and landscaping. And yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to do with the land was create sort of an immersive environment. They, I hate using those words because they're such buzzwords in the industry. Yeah. An immersive themed environment. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, it's very magical where you just walk in and, and it's like it takes you away to another time and place. And your layout, both of your layouts do that. They take you away to another time and place, I think. Yeah. For sure. Now they're related sure. to each other, right? They're, they're, there's a relationship between the futuristic sci-fi layout and the the northeastern uh, waterfront layout. Is that correct? They are. It's funny because the G scale futuristic layout is three billion years in the future from my HO scale. Three it's billion? This, it's <laughs> wow. The exact place. Just three billion years. Wow. You know, I read somewhere a long time ago, and I don't know if it's true, but Star Wars was originally set three billion years in the future. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's how I came up with that number. <laughs> so I just I just use it. So it might as well be a long time ago in a galaxy. <laughs> right. Three billion years. I don't even know if there'll be people around three billion years. That's, yeah. that's a long-ass time. <laughs> so there's going to be... So there's going to be like ruins of what's there now kind of brought forward into the future on the, on the. Yeah. I, my plan is um, to take some of the buildings from the HO scale layout. For instance, I have Doug's diner mm -hmm. and I want to put Doug's diner on the futuristic layout and have it all looking, you know, futuristic. Right. So. I don't know what made it survive for three billion years. <laughs> They've got some really good gravy at Doug's Diner. They're like, God, just sell the place. <laughs> right. Now, your layout is in Jerome. Correct. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you're in an old school building, correct? Yes, it's the old Jerome High School. Yes. Yeah. And do you know that I have been to that? building i've been really? inside i've visited artists studios inside that building and i didn't know you were there well i've been there for uh five years 
So you might have missed oh. me. Before that, I started the layout. I, w I was living <clears throat> in Camp Verde, and I had we had an outbuilding on our property, which was uh, like 16 by 16 feet, like a shed. And that's yeah. where I started the layout. And then we moved up here. I, I got the place at the high school and, and put it in there because people wanted to come and see it. Like, well, yeah. this will give me a chance. I can do a new backdrop. I can rearrange things a little bit and have it where people can come in and, and look at the dang thing. So, mm -hmm. so we do a, like an open studio one day a month. I'm open once one day a month. Okay. That's great. <laughs> Usually. That's great. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, it's fun stuff. You know, yeah, um, definitely. Now, one thing I want to ask you is, do you find that there's a, a crossover of interests? In, on, you have a YouTube channel. Like I, yep. And do you find there's a crossover of interest between people who enjoy your HO scale modeling and people who like the sci-fi modeling? Or, or, do, or do you get like all that you like you post a sci-fi thing and you get a totally different audience or crickets or, <laughs> or it's whatever? It's funny because at first <clears throat> I think I feel like it was maybe two separate audiences, mm -hmm. but um, people are watching the sci-fi stuff. Yeah. And – and they enjoy it. They like seeing me take basically trash and <laughs> turn it into these uh, models or scenery. Right. So, um, yeah, it, it's becoming more and more where it's both audiences are, are enjoying. Well, that's that's really layouts. that's good, because in my experience, I'm going to get in trouble saying this. But in my experience, a lot of model railroaders tend to be rather insulated in their yeah, yeah. interests. You know, it's like, yep. oh, I do. I do. I do HO scale uh, transition era modeling in the Appalachians, and yeah. that's the only thing I'm interested in. <laughs> yep. And, you know, so they, they tend to be a little, you know, so if all of a sudden, like me, sure. go, I'm going to build a trebuchet, you know, I'm going to do some medieval <laughs> modeling now. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you lose them. It's like, God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe I should just keep at it like you have with the sci-fi stuff. I know, because I think it's really important. One of the things to learn, one very important thing to learn, if you're going to be building models and making things and trying to do a creative thing like this, is that you have uh -huh. to mix it up. You yes. have to have multiple interests. You know, yeah. you have to be curious and interested about the world in general about history uh -huh. and travel and things that you know are not within your next your natural bailiwick you know uh, yep yeah and, and well and, yeah go ahead i've said in my videos that i'll get tired of ho you get burned out mm -hmm. doing the same thing right. working in the same scale all the time and when that happens now i just switch over to sci-fi right work on that when i get tired of that i go back to go HO. back to so now i feel like i'm constantly being creative yeah i i absolutely love it yeah yeah so yeah i think that's that's a really important point you know it's if i think you know some models they put it down it's like oh, i'm gonna i'll go back to this someday it's like well go and do something else build some do some military <laughs> yeah. model build a ship model if you really want to work hard <laughs> <laughs> get yourself a ship That's model <laughs> or do some military modeling and learn a whole new set of skells yeah. And material, and that's that's why I think it's funny. It's like there's this whole different set of skills and material, or not really skills, are the same skills, but there's like different paints and different materials for all of these different <clears throat> hobbies. Like if it's if it doesn't have a picture of a train on it, 
a lot of times model railroaders won't buy it, you know, but it's like, yeah. it's, it's all the same yeah. pain. It's in different jars, man. Yeah. As you, you know, coming from an art background, much. we know this. It's like yeah. paint is paint. <laughs> <laughs> you can learn so much working in a different scale. Right. And then when you go back to your original scale, you're looking at it differently. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, wow, now I can do this. Right. And it's so beneficial. Yeah. And so. different scales are, are good for modeling different things. I've had this conversation with a lot of people on the show. It's, it's like, what is it? What kind of story do you want to tell? You know, because if you want yeah. to do like uh, class A mainline modeling, but you've only got, you know, twenty feet, then N scale is what you yeah. want to do. You know, but yep. Yeah, so, or if you want to do your transition era and waterfront, hey, then do <laughs> HO is perfect because <laughs> yep. there's a lo- large availability of kits and parts and, yeah. and figures and all that stuff. You know. Yeah. And if you want to do something, uh, you know, wacky and Disney-like, then a win 30 is great. So. Well, I think the hobby has changed so much. And, I mean, if, if you're on Instagram at all, yeah. you see all these incredible artists who are modeling. Right. And uh, modeling, I think, is getting more and more popular every day. I hope so. Because there was yeah. a fear that was kind of dying out that young people yep. were young people aren't coming into the hobby. Well, there's a lot of gatekeeping going on that might have something to do with it. Yeah, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, as as freelance modelers, you and I, we, we probably heard that a lot. You're doing it wrong. This is not. Yeah. This is you're, what you're doing is not really model real running. I don't care. <laughs> And I think it's quickly changing. I'll tell you, I started my Facebook page back in, uh, I want to say like 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. And when I first started it, man, people were tearing me apart. They were tearing me apart on everything I was doing wrong or what they thought I was doing wrong. Nitpicking about the spelling of words, Mm -hmm. the grammar that I was using. The modeling, uh, you know, thankfully, though, I just stuck with it and yeah. just kept doing it. And it grew and grew yeah. and grew and grew. Right. So, and you built an audience yeah. for what you're doing, yeah. which is what happens. If you if you just stick with it and do what you enjoy yeah. and your enjoyment and love of the process comes through, then other people will, you know, will yeah. enjoy it too. And I don't see that as much on Facebook anymore like I used to. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So when did you start your YouTube channel? How long have you been doing that? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. Um, three years. Three years? That's yeah, pretty good, man. Because so, you yeah, have like yeah, 30,000 subscribers 30, in three years. That's yeah. awesome. Good job, man. <laughs> I struggle for everyone. <laughs> that's and I finally, great. You know, people kept asking me about supporting the channel, and everyone's like, oh, you should start a Patreon page. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, someday, someday. And mm-hmm. finally, now I've I started a Patreon page, and I've had it up for maybe a month, if yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so the <laughs> same thing why. happened to me. A friend said, "You you should start a Patreon." I'm like, why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Who's you know, because you're doing all this content. You're doing. You know, you're doing these videos and you're doing, you already get ad revenue from the videos. You know, why not? Yep. Yeah. 
how often do you publish? Do you like once a week or <coughs> whenever? Once a week. Um, so it's either once a week or every other week, but okay. that's about the schedule. So. I'm doing twice a week now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but not everyone's a build. See, I finally figured it out. It took, I got, because I've had my channel for like, I don't know, five, six years. I can't remember. It, but, uh, you know, I finally f figured out a system. <laughs> I, knew, I was like, there's got a way to be a, a way to crack <laughs> this problem because I don't know if any other YouTubers are out there listening, but you know that the content beast is insatiable. You have to keep feeding the beast because yep. that's what feeds the algorithm and gets you yeah. more people, more viewers, more eyeballs. The more you publish, the more people watch. The more uh -huh. the YouTube algorithm recommends your videos to people that aren't already subscribed, et cetera, et cetera. So, oh, yeah. so I finally figured out this, this kind of system you know, where it's like, okay, so I have a project video that's like every other week. Okay. And then in between, I have these little short ones, which are like, okay, this is just a modeling tip. I'm going to show you how I do this. You know, yeah. One specific thing. And those take those take an afternoon to make rather than uh -huh. multiple days. Yeah. And then, you know, the, then I do, I started doing these ones that are just like, here's, here's a scenic, here's some scenic look at this part of the layout with some nice music, you know, and those are like five yeah. minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> and that enables me to do two a week now, which is... A lot. I mean, and I admire anybody. I, I admire anybody who not only because most of us, you know, we do all our own filming, we do all our own editing, we write all our own copy, we do all our own voiceover. We do, you know, we yep pick the music and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I admire anybody that can do all that because all of that is a huge job. But then yes. on top of that, you're also building a model. Yeah. <laughs> you have to create the subject. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of the video yes. and describe what you're doing and, and try to tell other people how to do it. So yeah. I, you know, props to you, brother, you know, well, I, I, and, great and admiration for you. people that could do that. Thank you. You, um, you're editing and the, the storytelling of in the video and the music, like it all just is very well done. So, yeah. Well, thank, you. <laughs> thank you very much. Because I know it's a lot of work, and you forget, you forget, you're, you get to, you're there building, and in the back of your mind, you're like, I could have had this done by now. <laughs> but, but you're taking the time to mm -hmm. explain and teach others, uh, which I love. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you you forget about there's a flow to the video there's uh overalls within the video um there's so much that you have to remember when you're doing the video and you're editing and mm -hmm. where to put music where not to put music what beats you want to hit and what you want to explain and what you want to gloss over because sometimes it's yes. like it yeah. would take me three hours just to explain this one thing and uh but i can explain it in two minutes of voiceover without having to show it you know yeah it's that's it's a lot to it and i recently learned something interesting one of my favorite channels to watch is uh adam savage tested oh, i don't know if you've yeah, seen his stuff yeah, but definitely. just the guy is fantastic and um he doesn't do you know and he's not he was a model maker at ilm but he yeah, does all yep. kinds of making projects a lot of cosplay stuff now a lot of prop reproduction stuff that's right up you know our alley and um, <clears throat> he would do, and, and all during the pandemic, he was filming all his own stuff because he couldn't let anybody else into, you know, his shop. 
So he's filming stuff with his iPhone or iPad or whatever. And these, you know, and the mistakes he would make, he would screw up and right on camera and leave it in. And that's something I've learned because he said, you know, you leave that in, you don't edit that out because that's the drama, man. (laughs) Right. That's, that's, that's what the story turns on. It's like, Uh Oh, he screwed this up. How is he going to fix this? You know, that's what keeps the eyes glued on there. Cause if everything just goes perfectly all the time, you know, and that's something that I struggle with. It's like, Oh, well, you know, I want to show the best possible, you know, everything went great. It's like, you know, nothing you know there's always yeah i glued my fingers together you know or (laughs) i broke this part (laughs) or i lost this irreplaceable little thing that i only have one of in the rug and i had to come up with some other way to do it that happens all the time and i think you know you gotta leave that stuff in yep yeah that's like the most important thing i learned from him (laughs) how to structure that oh yeah leave that stuff in there um, what, what is your favorite thing about building models? How's that for a question? Um, my favorite thing is making them look really old and run down. Yeah. I love rust and grime, dirt. <laughs> Just, and people ask me all the time, why do you make everything look so run down? And my answer is because that's what I love. <laughs> you like the way it looks. Yeah, yeah, I just like the way it looks. And I think that's why I've gravitated towards... Uh, seaside structures right. or scenes because that ocean air just destroys wood and rust everything. everything. And right. Like, yeah, it really it does really a number on stuff. Fast. Yeah. 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 So, well, and you're a master at it. You, you, you and James Powell are probably some of the best. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, weatherers. Uh, that I've seen, you know, working right now. I mean, your rust is, you know, I look at him, "Eh, everything I'm modeling, you know, the late 19th century and everything is relatively new. It's not old and worn out. If if it was all rusty and worn out, it wouldn't look right. Uh, That's, that's 30 years, 40 years down the road from where we are right now in my Uh, particular uh, time. So, so, but sometimes like, boy, I really like to junk that up some more. Not have everything so pristine and freshly painted, but hey, I got a theme going here. So. so, but you need to do the same thing I did. You need to start a second layout that's in the future from that layout. <laughs> I actually have a little something planned. It's uh, I, I want to do something in HON30, actually. Okay. Um, and it's going to be, it's it's not going to be in the future, but it's going to be a totally different location and different uh, time period. So okay. that's all I'm that's all I'm gonna say about that right now. But still all the rocks <laughs> and scenery? Well it's gonna be more of a mount, more mountain scenery. More okay. like uh yeah. Okay, it's gonna be a Pacific coast, uh, northern Pacific coast. Um uh, sort of the opposite of what you're doing. As opposed to the east coast, it's gonna be North Pacific Coast, yeah. uh, where there was okay. a lot of really cool uh uh narrow gauge uh railroads yeah. oh, yeah. in California at one time. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So Isn't that the hardest thing? Being an artist, you want to do so many different things. Choosing. My mind is constantly yeah. jumping around. Right. You know, I'm like, there's days where I'm like, maybe I should start an end scale layout that is just all mountains and big wood trestles. You know, mm-hmm. in end scale, you could do right. gigantic yeah. mountains with these right. huge trestles. I mean, and it wouldn't take up a whole lot of room. Right. I'm like, no, just stay focused. 
Yeah. Well, that's one thing that you know, having the channel, you know, you got to produce content, so you got to get, you got to, yeah. you got to kind of stay on task, and you got to think. Yeah. I mean, I, sometimes I wonder, would I still be working on this same layout? It's been eleven years now, on the same layout. If I wasn't, you know, also using it to produce content, I might have, you know, done something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By now, I don't know, but I know I still love it. I still enjoy it. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what my favorite part of the model making process is: being done. I, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Why. I love to, and it's not because I don't enjoy the building. I do. I really, I you know, I, I get in the zone and have a great time. Yeah. But then just, I, I spend a lot of time, probably too much time, just looking at the models once they're done. Uh huh. <laughs> just kind of kick back, yeah. you know, and you fold your arms, you go. Yeah, that turned out okay, you know. Yeah. Or, damn, I wish I'd done that different. <laughs> do you do that? Do you, you know, just kind of kick back and go, yeah. I do. And, you know, halfway through a project, I'm already thinking about the next project. Yeah, yeah. You know, at first you're all excited, right, mm -hmm. about a brand new project. And you start it, and then halfway through, you're starting to think, What's next? <laughs> right. That's the honeymoon phase of a new project. Like, oh, yeah, you're all excited, and you're yeah. getting all your materials and references and everything. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. <clears throat> and then, you know, halfway through, reality sets in. You say, oh, I actually have to do the work and you know, do yeah, this. And, right. and then you start daydreaming think about the, the next thing. Yeah, yeah totally. And for me, uh, you know, halfway through or close towards the end of it, I have a clear picture in my head what the finished project is going to look like. Yeah. So in my mind, it's already done. Right. <laughs> so it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a constant struggle. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is real, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's interesting. You said having a picture in your head of, of what it looks like. And, and, and you judge success, if you're anything like me, by how closely the finished model resembles the picture that was in your head when you started. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's why you yep. spend so much time staring at it. Like, yeah. Mm. yeah. And for me, every model and every scene is like creating an illustration or a painting. Right. Uh, and I'm constantly looking at it from all different angles because I don't want there to be an angle that somebody looks at it and like, Ugh, that's not. Right. Or it doesn't work it's... from that angle. Yeah. yeah. So I want it to work from all angles. Yeah. Well, you're creating scenes like yeah. I do. And that, and that's, you know, so, you know, your railroad, it moves from scene to scene to scene, just very similar to what my, mine does. And, and um, with all the boring stuff cut out. And, <laughs> and that, I think that mindset comes very much from an art background where you, you look, you know, you look at a landscape and you see it differently than other people do. Yes. You see it as, okay, you know, you're, I'm, I'm I'm on you know I'm doing a podcast but I'm putting my hands up and making gestures like people can see me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know that that gesture that they make when you're framing a, a film of you know like a film shot uh, yep. with your your thumb and your, your index fingers. Like you, we're doing that all the time, looking. It's like oh, there's a picture there and there's a picture yeah. there. Yeah, it's just it's just developing that eye. Yeah, you know, where where does the scene start and where does it end and what what can I leave out? What what is actually absolutely essential? Yep. That needs to be in there and i don't know if many modelers do this but like i just mentioned i want it to look good from all angles so i'm constantly 
churning the structure, even mm -hmm. if it's an eighth of an inch, a centimeter, you know, you're, you're yeah. turning it so that because you want it, you're checking it from all angles. Right, right. That's a really good to practice look, to do. You want it to <clears throat> look like the perfect painting mm -hmm. from every angle. Right. That's <laughs> very similar to a, to a drawing uh, uh, exercise uh, that is taught to just about all animators. I study animation coming up and um, among other things. <laughs> it's, it's to always to flip your work. Yeah. You know, mirror it so you can yes. see how it looks the opposite way. Exactly. Oh, it's way too lopsided because yeah, we all have, you know, uh, preconceived prejudices in our brain of the way we yep. look at things and, and flipping it or rotating it, like you were saying, gives you a, a, a much better perspective on it. Yeah, that's a great example because uh, for years I've had a, a mirror right next to my drawing table. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and so you just hold it up in front of the mirror to yeah. see what it looks like flipped. Right. And um, it's funny things that you don't pick up on right. until you see it in the mirror. Right. Yeah. And any kind of uh, if, if you do draw out there in podcast land and are listening to this, if you do draw and you haven't tried this, absolutely you should try it because it'll it'll especially if you draw figures or anything like that, human figures, yeah. it'll immediately show any any problems with uh, um, 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 proportions. It'll show you your composition errors, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Just they'll stick out like a sore thumb. So it's a really, yeah. really handy tool to have. But you know, we're getting I, I was, away from modeling. <laughs> I was working late last night on, uh, I'm currently working on Red, Whore, Red Hook Wharf uh -huh. from Foscal Models. Yeah. And so I'm working on the first structure and I was working late last night and I thought I was done with the model. Mm -hmm. I'm like, great i'm done i can go to bed <laughs> for a couple hours <laughs> um and i pulled out my phone and took like maybe five pictures of it from all different angles yeah and there was a bunch of stuff that i'd missed or that i didn't mm -hmm. like or things i wanted to add so right. i'm like okay well i just got to keep working on it yeah <laughs> but i didn't know until i saw it in the photo right like you my eye, just looking at it, my brain didn't pick up on those things. But for whatever reason, when you see it, when I see those images on my phone, mm -hmm. you're looking at it through a different filter, I guess. I yeah. don't know. But uh, you can definitely pick up on the stuff that's not right or stuff right. you forgot. That's so. a great tip. In fact, I'm going to steal that idea and do one of my little quick tip modeling videos on it using right. the camera. Yeah, you know, just your phone or whatever to find yeah. flaws in your modeling because yeah. it will see it will pick up and see things that you don't. Yeah, and I do it all the time too. That's I think that's actually the hallmark of of somebody who's been doing it a while and knows what they're doing is you take a bunch of pictures and then you go look at it, especially now that digital photography you know is is cheap and uh -huh. easy. <laughs> just yeah. you know, just look at them on your phone. It's like oh well, I should have you know I can. You know, or I'm, a little more detail there, or that's too much, or that's not enough, or anything. Yeah, yeah. that's a great uh, tip. I'm stealing that. You can't use it. Copy okay. I'm copywriting <laughs> it right now. Uh, I shared some of those. I'm going to pretend it was my idea. <laughs> with, uh, with my, that's fine. Um, I shared some of those photos with my uh, Patreons um, mm -hmm. this morning, and uh, I'd put a note in there that I had added rust to the doors 
where the hinges would be. Uh So there were no hinges like laser carved into the the actual doors. Um, But by just adding that hint of rust Mm -hmm. on the doors, automatically you think, Oh yeah, there's metal hinges on those doors right. and it would create rust. So it's it's a just a neat trick. Right. Um uh, just to add some rust um on your doors. To imply it was there. Like, it's kind of ghost weathering. You're you're yeah, you're showing yeah. the evidence of things that are no longer there. Yeah. Yep. And it's a neat detail. And some people might not even pick up on it. You just look at it and you're like, Oh yeah, well that's a door. Right. Of course it's gonna have hinges and they're going to rust it's metal um yeah so well that comes back to you know to learning how to see things too looking at things and and knowing that that is a detail that would be there because of observation you know look at it stuff and go oh yeah that's that's something i could throw in there jerome is a great town for that if you love old you got to come out man if you love old tumble down weathered buildings and textures man chipping paint and yeah, this place is for you. <laughs> well, my God, in the different elevations. Yeah. The different elevations. The layers, yeah, the uh, levels. Of yeah. Time. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that's something I always try to get through in my model. Yeah, everything built into the side of the mountain, kind of climbing up, because that's where the mines were. That's where the, yeah. there's a reason for that. A lot of people, yeah. you know, they don't understand. Um, I used to do tours for tourists out here too, and they wouldn't understand. Like, why did they live up there? I was like, well, that's because the, where that's where the copper was. Yeah, and it wasn't. You know, they didn't commute in those days. You lived yeah. where you worked. Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't hop so in the car and drive who, up the highway to who, get there. Yeah. Who are listening that that don't know? Jerome now is a huge art community. Yeah. There's galleries. There's glass blowing. There's right. painters. Uh, it's it's just a beautiful place to be. Yeah, yeah lots of ceramics and uh, yeah, it's 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 a great it's a great little town. And the thing about it is, it, the population has remained steadily because there's just no more housing or anywhere to build anything. Uh, at about um, a little under 500 people for the entire 25 years or so that I've been you know out here. And uh, but now we get. About four million visitors a year come through wow. this town of you know four hundred and fifty oh people, and uh, and they wonder why the sales tax is so high. <laughs> well, because someone's got to pay for the road, man. <laughs> we don't have a tax base, you know. The sales tax is high because otherwise that that wouldn't be here. The town wouldn't be here anyway. That is neither here nor there. The school building that we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, um, artists rent the classrooms right. Right. for their studios so again it's it's incredible my my studio is in um half of the old library this was the school oh. library the, the entire second floor on the street side um back in the day was the was the library and they okay. they partitioned it into three studios and i have the first one on the left as you come in just past the bathrooms very convenient <laughs> yeah so yeah, it was. Uh, it's actually a lot of people don't know this. Um, it was originally the hospital before it was oh, the high school. Wow. Yeah, there, well, not all of the buildings. Building C, which is there's a, building A, B, C, and D. I'm in building A. Building C was the original Jerome Miners Hospital, and then they okay. built a new hospital up on the hill, and it became the high school. It was part of the school. So wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's great for people that want to come and see your layout. Like people that want to see my layout, it's in my home. It's in my basement. So right. I have had some small groups come mm -hmm. over and see my layout, but it's, it's harder. I, I've considered if I stay in this house uh, for a bunch of years, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I may put a staircase on the outside of the house that goes mm. downstairs so people and, can come uh, in. put a door. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. My wife and I talk about, um, moving someday and, mm doing another home everyone so, and their wives talks about moving someday yeah. <laughs> well, that's part of we, being married is, we got to find the perfect place third house oh yeah, yeah. My third house so uh yeah i i i'm familiar with <laughs> packing yeah. everything up and moving oh man and and just you know even if all you have is a shop and you're a maker packing up and moving that stuff is one job oh, but yeah. if you've got a layout or two oh. And a large collection of action figures. <laughs> Moving is a royal pain in the wazoo. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. It really. It, is. Have you designed uh, your layouts uh, to come apart? Yes. And, into modules yep. so they can be moved. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yep. I think that is so important because you never know what life's going to throw at you. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Mine originally so. came apart in five pieces. It's now nine pieces. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it grows but i just i just put some more so who knows in. i may so. move and it can all be taken apart and moved but mm -hmm. moving's no fun i <laughs> know no moving is the, i'm a no i'm a comic book collector and i have uh -huh. over three thousand comic books in my collection wow and i've been moving those darn things around <laughs> are you are you a dc or marvel guy uh dc ah okay superman Batman, but, uh, Aquaman. But I really like the, the yeah. independent. I like people. There's so many people mm. now that can self-publish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of great web comics out now. Oh, yeah. gosh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that whole market has completely changed over the years. Yeah, yeah. So, so I work in the comic book industry, and mm -hmm. when I first started, I colored everything by hand. Yeah. Uh, I was coloring comic books for companies and everything was done with markers right. and, you know, I was even doing like acrylic and watercolor. Mm -hmm. um, but now it's pretty much all digital, it's all Photoshop, uh, but it's kind of cool because yeah. it's yeah. kind of coming back slowly. You know, people like seeing the hand, the hand done stuff. Yeah. So, but some of the filters now and the brushes you can get in digital are so yep. good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that, it almost looks people, like it. a lot of people can't tell the difference. You know, I could tell yeah. the difference, but a lot of yeah. know, the lay person can't <laughs> yeah. is like, wow, is that watercolor? Yeah. No, it was all, no, that's Photoshop. Yeah. Here, here's an interesting question that I've been asked. Uh, so I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you. Um, most model railroaders model, I think, for other model railroaders. Um, you know, or for themselves first, obviously we all do it for ourselves first. And then, sure. you know, and then for other model railroads, that's the audience they're aiming for. Uh, do you have a specific audience you're thinking of when, when you model stuff? Is it, is it all just for you or is there someone you're thinking of or a archetype of person that, uh, that you're thinking of when you do it? Now I think it's, 
now I'm to the stage where it's all for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's all exactly how I want it to look. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but uh, I, I see your point. Um, you know, years ago, you wouldn't want stuff. I wouldn't want to try to make stuff too weathered because I'm like, well, some people aren't going to like that. Right. So you're trying to appeal to everyone. Right. And I have, I used to do work where I, I built layouts for other people or built structures for other mm -hmm. people. Um, and that's, man, you're really trying to make it what they want. Right. So, uh, so I couldn't do all the heavy weathering that I like. Um, yeah, it had to be how they wanted. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's what, that's what the commercial life is like, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't You're pleasing the client. Yeah. And shipping models is just, Oh, that's nerve wracking. It really is. I mean, to, to pack up a model and have it ship mm -hmm. all the way across the U S you're like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> right. I've had some that have gotten destroyed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can totally relate to that. Yeah, that's uh, not a lot of fun. Yeah, for me, it's like I've always I gave myself permission a long time when I before I started on the Thunder Mesa layout, I gave myself permission to do it because it was like, oh well, you know, this is I could you know it's not a specific prototype, and it's this isn't you know exactly how it would be, and you don't really find a lot of minerals in this kind of sandstone country, so there wouldn't be really that kind of mining, and you know, because you know, people yeah. assume a lot of times. I, I coined a phrase called train-splaining. You'll probably relate to this. When someone train-splains, oh, you know, they wouldn't really. Well, actually, they pushed their glasses up. <laughs> actually, it was done this way. They wouldn't really do it that way because, you know, I know. They just assume we don't know. No, I know I don't sure. care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you said, sure. I'm doing it primarily to please me. And I realized that, oh, I'm not modeling for the sake of other model railroaders necessarily. Uh, I'm, I'm modeling more for that young person who, you know, that I was, that yeah. saw something, saw a John Olson or a Malcolm Furlow or a John Allen and got really excited and thought, oh, that's uh -huh. really cool. That's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. You know, the kind of that feeling of Christmas morning, it's all magical and wonderful. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's the, always the audience that I'm aiming for. Yeah. Not yep. the cynical old guy that's going, yeah, you know, those rivets are in the wrong place. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I, I I get those people on my YouTube channel or oh, yeah. even even Facebook and Instagram. Oh, yeah. But I love helping them to see it in a different light. Right. Right. To be like, oh, true, but, but you right. know, here's an artistic point of view, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and so – I feel almost like I've become kind of an educator. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I try to uh, I try to be really patient with those people and try to um, explain to them that there's a different way of looking at it. Right, right. So. Well, it depends on what you're trying to model. Is is your goal to create a facsimile of a miniature transportation system? Or is your goal to tell some sort of interesting story? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a different goal. You know. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and and I and there's a certain subset out there. It's like it's it's not legitimate unless you're 
modeling a specific, you know, uh, miniature transportation system. Yeah. And to them, I say, does your HO Mikado run on steam? <laughs> right? No, it's electric. It's all fake. Yeah. Everything's fake. It's all theater. It's yeah. all illusion. Yeah. You know, it's all artifice. Yeah. So it's just what level of degree you're willing to go to with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and you're right. It is all theater. Right. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, illusion. Very theater. Yeah. 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 I love to create illusions. You know, we were talking earlier about looking at, at, at uh, the models from all sides to make sure that uh-huh. coming also from a theater background, I'm also very aware of what is not going to show. Yes. What I don't need to spend a lot of time on. Like this True. wall back here, no one is ever going to see that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I can leave it blank. <laughs> I don't yep. have to spend a lot of time working on that. Uh, you know, <clears throat> my all of my models are built to fit in very specific spots. Yeah. You know, they're custom scratch built to fit here in this scene, in this spot, just like a real uh-huh. building would be. So yeah. I don't really have to worry about it being taken and put someplace yeah. else. But every once in a while that bites me in the butt because I'm like, no, I like it better over here. And I'll pick it up and move it there. And like, oh, no, now I've got to, you know, now I've got to detail that wall that I totally agree right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm constantly moving structures around, and mm. I'm glad that I don't glue anything down because I'll yeah. build a new scene. I'm like, oh, that old structure would look really good sitting right over here. here. Right. And so, constantly, uh, you know, and I'm so thankful that I didn't start, like, say, in A and then move to B, then go to C. I'm jumping back and forth i'm jumping all over my mm-hmm. layout that way i don't want people to come in and say oh well look at how he progressed through the years mm-hmm. i want it to all look look the same so right yeah and i think you can accomplish that by sort of bouncing around bouncing around yeah so but eventually you get to the power spot eventually you get to the place where you're done don't say that <laughs> That's horrible. That's my biggest fear. And then or, what? And then what do you do? Running out of room and uh, new kits coming out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd love to have that on my layout. Mm-hmm. Well, you just yeah, add on. I, you add another, uh, yeah. another wharf. <laughs> I don't ever want my layout to be finished. I don't. Uh, right. I, I love the journey of it. And I love now that with YouTube that I can share that right. with, other, with other people. Right. Love it. Yeah. So... Scott People Rock. have asked me, what am I going to do when the layout is when finished? Layout is done, yeah. That's years and years away, but my plan will be to focus on dioramas. Right. So. Mine too. Yeah, I get that question from time to time. And my usual answer is it's never going to be finished. Right. It's yeah. never going to be finished. You know, why? <laughs> it's, been, it's been 11, 12 years. Why finish it now? <laughs> <laughs> But I am getting to the point, actually, if I'm if I'm being honest, I could see I could see the end in about two years. This yeah. year and then another year after that, and then it's it's yeah. it's, it's pretty much done. But there's always more stuff to add. There's lots of rolling stock projects I haven't gotten around to. There's you know there's sure. tons of stuff to do. And it helps you having the YouTube channel, right? Because it forces you to be very productive. For me. Yeah, it's like it forces <laughs> you to work on it because you have to have a new video. So right? Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't for YouTube, I don't know if I'd go as fast as I go. 
or yeah. even social media right. um, because I always wanted to put out new content. So, yeah, well, you kind of have to, to, to keep it going. Yeah. If you, if you want to, you know, get any kind of living from this, you really have to, yeah. and that's the dream really is to, you know, to, to, to get paid. It's, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to get paid doing what you love to do. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, I'm sure I speak for Jason and I thank all of you out there. <laughs> for contributing and uh, helping out uh it 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 really is uh, listening to our podcasts and watching our our youtube videos and so on um speaking of podcasts uh you you occasionally do a podcast with james powell yes the the human dynamo who was my last (laughs) guest on the show uh he was the last guest of uh 2021 and um uh how'd you how'd that come about how did you start doing that with james well, it was funny. Years ago, he was building a layout which no longer exists. Uh, I don't think he even knows what happened to the layout. But um, I was a fan of it. Yeah. And every time he would put a picture up on on Facebook or wherever he was posting, yeah. um, I would actually drag it onto my laptop, drag it onto Save my computer. It. Yeah. And save it in a file. Yeah, yeah. And then I would actually print them out. I'd put like two pictures per sheet. Yeah. And so I put together a binder of his work. Wow. And and years passed. And um, I don't know how. I think I called him through Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. And, and we talked on the phone. And then, man, we just clicked. You hit it off, yeah. Yeah, it became really good friends. And so then, I don't know, one day I think he was like, hey, you want to do a podcast? I'm like, sure, let's do it. Sure, everybody else is doing it. (laughs) Right? Right? Yeah. So it's hard with our schedules. Um, You know, we try to stick to a schedule, but it's hard. Yeah. Uh, But we really enjoy it. So I know he's a busy guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, he is. So, so it's mostly about weathering your podcast. You talk about weathering a lot. Yeah, Other things? pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Weathering and girls, right? That's what you talk about. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Why not? So what are you working on right now? Oh, uh, uh, like I mentioned, I'm working on Red Hook Wharf. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, uh, but really, that'll get put into my layout and... Uh, I've just been working on a sort of a new waterfront scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last video is on a bridge that I put in. Yeah. Uh, so really excited about that right now. So people ask me, when's the next sci-fi video? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> when you're excited, <laughs> so about, excited working. about the HO scale stuff, but right. yeah, who knows? In a couple of weeks, I'll be like, ah, I'm tired of this now. And I'll go to the sci-fi mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, that, that brings up another question I want to ask you is, that, do you have a running list of projects that you are doing for videos or do you just like walk in to your shop and think, okay, I've got this and this and this, let's do this? Yeah, you would think I would have a list, but I don't. <laughs> I have a list, but much like my track plans, I was like, ah, it's just a starting point. <clears throat> yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just, a suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. It's whatever inspires you. You got to be inspired because oh, yeah. that excitement has got to come through. You've got to, you know, if it's just, if it's a job, if it becomes a job, 
what's the point? We might as well, you know, become accountants, yep. right? Yep. Nothing against accountants out there. If you're listening, please, <laughs> please do not send me email from the National Accounting <laughs> Society for disparaging accountants. Accountants is accountancy is a perfectly legitimate way to make a living, and I admire you all for doing it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't want to do it, but you can. Um, do you have kind of an hour flew by, man? Um, but before we, we finish up, uh, is there, is there a dream project? Like if you had the resources and the time and the ability, is there a dream project that you would like to do? Uh, I Other feel like I'm working now. on my, on two on dream projects right now. I really <laughs> do. I'm just so excited every day to be working on those. Yeah. But I think if there was something new, it would probably be an end scale or uh, realistically, I, it would probably be HON30, mm -hmm. a layout that is just scenery. Mm. Maybe not even any structures at all on it. Just these giant, maybe floor to ceiling mm -hmm. canyons mm -hmm. with these trains running over these spindly wood right. trestles, you know, uh, completely Malcolm Furlow, right? Yeah, very Rio Grande Southern, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I can totally see that. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, just something like that that was all scenery because uh, yeah. I really did enjoy that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've got one like that uh, that, that I'll probably never build, but it's an idea yeah. I've had for 20 years. And as a DC a comics fan, you'll appreciate this. Okay. Gotham City in, in scale. Yeah. An elevated, elevated, you know, train uh -huh. through Gotham City. And it's always night. <laughs> it's always dark. All the buildings yeah. are lit up. But everywhere there's little vignettes with, okay, the Joker's robbing the bank over here. And, you know, and <clears throat> the bat signal is up in the sky. And uh, yep. it's, it's just very identifiably Gotham City. But yeah. doing an end scale so you could have the huge, you know, gothic skyscrapers and, and everything. Wow, that would be incredible. I would love yeah. to do that. <laughs> but yeah. I never will. <laughs> I won't live you long know, enough. I'm a big fan of, like, <laughs> Mad Max Oh yeah, uh, that type of stuff. So mm -hmm. to do a layout like that too would be yeah. really cool. That would be cool. Yeah. So. Well, on that note, Jason Jensen, thank you so much for being a guest <laughs> on the Thunder Mesa Limited. It was a blast talking to you, and I hope it won't oh, be the last time. Yeah, I hope you have me on again. This I, is great. I will. I will definitely. I'll put you in the regular rotation with all the other clowns. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Man. And yeah, I mean that a, affectionately. This was so much fun. Well, thank you so much for being on. And, uh, you know, I'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, yeah, Jason. definitely. All right. Thanks, Dave. All right. Adios. Bye. And that is our show for this time. Thank you so much for tuning in. I had a blast talking with Jason and want to thank him again for being on the show. You know, you can find Jason on YouTube. Just search Jason Jensen Trains. He's also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jason Jensen Trains and on Instagram at Jason Jensen Trains where it's all one word. Coming up in April, I'll be back here with episode 202 of the Thunder Mesa Limited podcast. Until then, you can catch me on YouTube too, doing model railroad builds and how-tos on the Thunder Mesa Studio YouTube channel. 
Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode, and you can do that via direct RSS feed at thundermesa.studio slash podcasts, or on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are streaming. If you would like to help get Thunder Mesa Studios podcasts and videos on the air, please consider joining our Patreon campaign. Our patrons get early access and exclusive content for as little as $3 a month. You can find out more at patreon.com slash thundermesa. And now, folks, I've got me a train to catch. Keep moving forward, amigos. Adios for now.